Hey guys, quick shout out to all of our sponsors. Started with Taigatu. This is a brand that's based out here in the Northwest, started by two brothers, and their motto is freedom from ordinary. This brand is an amazing lifestyle brand. Go check them out, Taigatu. Use the code TOPRATEDMMA for a discount at the checkout. Reweb, they're a veteran-owned digital marketing agency, and they're on a mission to help one million small businesses and feed one billion people by giving back. In fact, if you go to their website, you can fill out a form right now. They will give you a personalized video review of your website and help you with some strategies for free. Just tell them Top Radio May sent you. Go check them out, rewebbed.com. Combat flags, they do flags like the one behind me and the original combat flag, which is a four by six inch flag made by fatigues that are donated to combat flags from soldiers that wore them. And the cool thing is every combat flag that comes out to you has the story of the soldier that wore that fatigue. They have donated close to $80,000 to stop soldier suicide, a great organization. Go check them out, Combat Flags. Rep Sports, look, this is not your typical supplement store. These guys have everything and they taste great and it's good prices. Protein, weight loss, muscle build, pre-workout, you name it, they've got it. Plus, they're the makers of Ray's Energy. Like I said, go check them out. Rep Sports at TopRatedMMA.com. Use the code TopRatedMMA for 15% off your order and go order them today. Roger, you're the founder and host of American Real and American Real Media. You're also a best-selling author and an entrepreneur. Thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Eric. So excited to be here. So ex to actually connect with you face-to-face -face because... Um, we've been connected on LinkedIn for a while now, and I love watching your content, and it's just great to be in your presence today. Oh, thank you so much, man. It's such an honor. I always love to start by going back to the beginning. Where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? I grew up in upstate New York. Okay. Um, very, I would say, normal childhood. Uh, raised, I would say, middle class, but probably on the lower end of, of middle class, so nothing fancy, nothing special. My parents both worked and instilled a work ethic in my sister and I at a, at a young age. So I've always had that uh, kind of entrepreneurial bug in me, you know, wanting to earn my own keep and, you know, be able to buy my own clothes, my own sneakers. And uh, my dad was a, a, a big giver, but he did a lot of giving outside of the household. So he would find, you know, the, the, the poorest kid on the baseball team, the basketball team, that couldn't afford a glove or, or shoes. And he would, you know, secretly buy for them, which I didn't learn until a little bit later in my teens. But I think that really helped shape, you know, part of who I am and that it's so important to be a giver, first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. Um, and, and also at the same time, earning your own way through life. Yeah. I mean, having that kind of entrepreneurial sort of spirit put in you by your dad, is that kind of what le led you to start American Real? How'd this whole thing get started for you? Well, really, this is kind of, I'm on the, I'm on the second half, I would say, of my career. So okay. I, I went real hard for 20, 25 years uh, working for other companies. Okay. And, um, and I still do work for, for other companies because I, I enjoy that. Yeah. But um I would say over the last three to five years, I've been putting a lot of focus and attention on myself, uh, self-learning, um, trying to become a better person, trying to become a better father and husband and, and brother and, and son. And, um, you know, taking my own online courses, reading books, listening to podcasts. So, you know, like many people, I think, uh, mid-age, 
you kind of go through this shakeup where, okay, what's, what's really important to me in life? Yeah. And what's important to me, at least at this point, is helping others. Mm. So everything American Real is about is trying to, as we call it, raise the level of global consciousness or the, the frequency or the vibration, whatever you want to call it, yeah. by helping people by sharing stories, exactly what we're doing today. So I love to interview people and get the best story I can out of them. So they could hopefully help the person on the other side think about their own life and maybe trigger something that could, you know, just make a difference. Yep. So that's kind of been my, um, my mission for the, for the past several years. And alongside of that is, as you mentioned, we have an academy. And it took me a while to actually figure this out. So I, I did the podcast very much like you. And then you figure out, well, how do I monetize this? You know, what can I do to yeah. earn some income, but also help people and um, really have been refining it, I would say, over the last year. And that is to help people write their first book. Yeah. So I'm a writer and I love to write. And I've always been you know, just in conversation, like if you and I were out to get a beer or whatever, I would say, hey, Eric, have you ever thought about writing a book? Just something in me that I want to see people write their own book because I know what it did for me. It opened so many doors, um, especially in my business career. I, I was able to, I was able to get into places I wasn't before because I was, you know, known now as, as, as a, you know, an author or a subject matter expert in my field. And not that yeah. I'm any better, more special. It's just, it's a different feeling when, when someone writes a book that they, okay, they spent the time to put this together. They must have some knowledge about the subject. So yeah. that's what I'm really passionate about, Eric, is helping share people's stories yeah. and helping people share their own story through writing their, their book. Oh man, I'm so fascinated with people's stories. And, and I think for myself, I didn't share my story until I turned 39 years old. I'm 40 now. And so just like a year ago, did I decide to publicly share my story and it opened up a ton of doors. And I may have to hit you up on, on writing that book. I've been asked if I was going to write a book myself and really haven't sat down to do that yet. I've, I see myself more as a visual person than a writer, but man, I would love to actually put a book out. I think it'd be really great. Yeah, and I think for your listeners, uh, you know, whether you work with me or anyone, there's so many people out there yeah. that can help you with this process. But the wonderful thing about writing a book is I think we don't really take much time typically in a normal day to focus on ourselves or our, our, our work in that much depth. When you yeah. write a book, you're really going deep on, yeah. on a subject and then, you know, even going deeper. So when you write a chapter of one, you know, in, in the book, it could be say 15 or 20 pages that a lot of thought goes into that. And there's something very therapeutic about that in itself um, that, you know, you just feel good when you, when you get that content out of you and you put it on paper and then allowing someone else to read it. And the best thing is, is when you do write the book and you do get it out there, whether it's one person or 10 people or a hundred people, that reach out and say, wow, Eric, I'm so glad you wrote that book because it really helped me. It helped me get to where I needed to get to. So yeah. that's what I think the, the big purpose of writing a book is not for ourselves, not for our ego. It's really to help others and very much like a podcast, right? As, right. as, as we talked about, 
sharing stories. So we're sharing stories here. It's the same thing through a book. You're, we're, we're sharing information, sharing knowledge, sharing wisdom that we have that we've been fortunate enough to gain over the course of our life that we're now passing on to others. Yeah. And in fact, you even say that you'll work with someone and you'll help them get a best-selling book within 90 days or less. What's that experience like when they're working with you? And that, to me, that seems like a real quick time to be able to do that, but you must have some science down to be able to get that out and get that out of them. Yeah. Now, and, and to be fair, look, I, I'm writing a novel that I've yeah. been working on for seven years. Wow. Okay? okay. It's a whole different process. So right. the way we help people with their first book, it's definitely nonfiction for right. starters. Okay. So it's either a personal, you know, memoir or story that, right. that you could get out there um, or something on your business or your whatever subject matter you're an expert on. Yeah. So it's really focused on nonfiction. And for the first book, we just try to help people dumb it down for lack of a better term to say, okay, think about this. We're going to write 10 chapters and we're going to pick 10 topics, you know, which will become your chapters. And then on average, let's write about 15 pages per chapter. And that, you know, and, and it, so what we do is we try to have people write one chapter per week, okay. one to two pages a day. So you just break it down so that it's not overwhelming. And, and of course, we do a complete outline in the beginning. Yeah. So going into the project, it's like anything. You, you know pretty much start to finish what you want the book to look like. Of course, things might move around or change. But for the most part, you have a good idea of your outline. And over the course of 90 days, it's just a matter of being consistent. You know, taking 30 to 45 minutes a day. Um, and I, I encourage people to do it early in the morning before the day gets busy. So, for example, I get up at, you know, 445. Okay. And that's the first thing I do every morning is I write. And okay. a day is not complete unless I do that. So, over time, you form a new habit. And it's not easy in the beginning, but we help people through that process. So, as you can imagine, if you write one to two pages a day, there's some days, days you might write 10 pages or five pages. Yeah. But over the course of 90 days, you're going to get enough content to get your first book done. So, we we try to keep it pretty simple for the first one and not overcomplicated. And of course you get it edited. You want right. someone to look at it that has experience with that and then just get it out, you know, publish it. Don't, you know, um, don't think about it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things as I was looking through your website, you've had a lot of great guests. Like I mentioned, Ed Milet, Mark Metry, Grant Cardone. Is there any guests that have come on your show that they gave you a piece of advice that it just really stuck with you? Eric, I, tell you, I, I learned from every single guest. Uh, yeah. It's a hard question. Yeah. But there's definitely some guests, you know, like I think about in my let when, when I was, had the uh, opportunity to go to his home and interview him in his home. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. He was, my son was with me. He was running the cameras and he was so gracious and he gave us his time. But he said a lot of things in that interview that I, I think about today. One of the things he was talking about is fear. Yeah. You know, when fear creeps into his mind. I asked him, I said, what do you, how do you handle fear, Ed? He says, when fear creeps into my mind, he says, I scratch it out just like you're scratching a CD, you know, the old CDs. And then I just throw it out. He says, I don't discount that it's there. I acknowledge that it's there, but I scratch it out and get rid of it. So it's little things like that. Um, he talked about um, our frequency being like a thermostat yes. and how, how it could go up and down and, you know, being able to be able to turn it up when you need to turn it up and turn it down when you need to turn it down. So 
of course, every guest gives you those, you know, nice uh, clips that you kind of remember and recall during conversations. And those are just a couple of the, the most memorable ones. Yeah, Ed's a great dude. I uh, I actually won his max out challenge last year on awesome. Instagram. Yeah, and so he shared my story. Yeah, it was really cool. And that's how I ended I'll up getting that call with him. And, you know, it was supposed to be like 20 minutes long. He's like, dude, we're going 30 minutes. And, and then just <laughs> sat there on Skype and talking. It was the best life-changing conversation I ever had in my life. And the fact that he's here or he has a house here in Coeur d'Alene where I'm at, I said, look, next time you're in town, I'm buying your burger, man. Let's go out and – so hopefully he'll take me up on that. But uh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's always fun to connect with those guys. It is. It is. And you know what's nice about it too is we, you know, when we think about the Ed Milets or, you know, the Grant Cardones, it, when when you get down to it, you know, because you did it. It's just like the conversation we're having now. I mean, people yeah. are people. It doesn't matter if they're, you know, uh, whatever, you know, at the top of the of the career. But even when you like I still have a lot of work to do I'm not at the top you know so uh, but that's what I love about this work is that you get to really see people for um, not only their face value but uh, going deeper and and learning about them at the heart value which I think is awesome when you could have conversations like that yeah yeah absolutely one of the folks that you've connected with I saw on your website is a guy named Brian Rose he's the founder of London Real and London Real Academy how did you get connected with Brian on that sort of thing I'll tell you I um interesting story I'll tell quick but um I was getting ready to launch my podcast it was three years ago right now okay and um American Real was not the name I had been watching London Real at the time because he had some really good guests I love the fact that he had his set in his studio, which we've, um, you know, aimed to, to do something similar here. And I got an email from him saying that he's starting a, a podcasting course called Broadcast Yourself and click on this link if you'd like to learn more. So I did and I joined and it was an eight week, very intense program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's a little bit easier today because I think there's better tools and easier to podcast today. But back then, yeah. Um, you know, it, it took a little bit more learning. So I went all in full time job at the time. I took this as a second job and I, and I really went all in and, um, Brian has an offer. Anyone who takes this course can use the real brand. Okay. So I said, I'm going to go big. I'm going to call it American real. And, uh, it was funny cause I had the opportunity to, at the end of the course, he, he selected one person to interview him in London and he selected me. Wow. And I was on it. And I went to London and I sat down with him for a face-to-face interview in his original studio. It was actually the last interview in his, in his original studio. And um, we talked about the name American Real. And he says, Roger, he said, you know, I didn't want to let you do it because it's the whole country. You know, I wish you would have taken a city. So what he said to me was just, you know, do me proud, put out good content and, you know, you go with the name no strings attached. So it was a great experience. Um, we actually had the longest standing podcast episode, face-to-face episode in history, four hours, 20 minutes. Yeah. And um, it was really incredible. It was a great experience. And it just opened up my whole world once I took his course and then um, was able to interview him on, on my show. Wow, man. So cool. So cool. And now you have your own courses, obviously through the Academy, you've got like podcast your passion 
inner circle. Yeah. You've got some others coming out there. Uh, what can other folks, uh, what can folks expect on these other courses and how can they get involved in those academy, the academy with you? Yeah. So again, uh, kudos to Brian Rose. He taught me everything. So I yeah. can't take the credit. I was actually an instructor in the London Real Academy. So I learned the inside from the business perspective, took a lot of time with it. Nice. And now we are, we are launching our own courses, as you mentioned. So we teach people how to podcast. We teach people how to write their book. But what I'm doing different than Brian is I'm partnering with experts in their field and we're putting out additional courses um, based on my partner's uh, expertise. So for example, David Breyer, who's on LinkedIn, you may know that name. Yep. He's a branding expert. So we're, uh, he wrote a book called Brand Intervention. So we've put together the Brand Intervention Masterclass and it's David's work. But we're doing all the behind the scenes for him so he could just focus on the content. So if you think about masterclass that's out there, we wanna be the masterclass of um, high-valued um, courses. They're actually high-priced courses because they're interactive. It's not just video. We yeah. take the time, we walk someone through a program, whether it's six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, where at the end of that journey, they're really gonna come out with something tangible. Um, you know, masterclass is great, I don't want to knock them. They have awesome content. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's all video based. Right. And um, there's really no accountability attached to it or interaction. So that's where we differ is we want to add some of those elements where someone could truly learn at the end of the day and, and come out on the other side with, like I said, something tangible. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And I also love on your website, you've got this live tribe worldwide which seems like really cool. I myself have like hesitated to do live videos because I don't necessarily trust technology sometimes, but tell me about this live tribe with why you think you got going on. Yeah, that actually started out almost as an experiment. Okay. It was an experiment. Yeah. So I got approached by someone, long story short, uh, from, I think he was from Scotland or somewhere. Okay. Anyway, he had the idea. It was not my original idea. And I had the platform. So we basically brought people into our group who wanted to learn how to do live video. And it was a, a closed private Facebook group. And I, when I, because I say was, we have put a pause on it. Uh, at the moment, we're getting to relaunch it. Okay. Um, but we learned a lot through the process. So the whole idea was to help people get comfortable going live on their on their phones. Yeah. So we called it the 21 day challenge. So every day for 21 straight days, it's almost like the writing course, right. um, where you have to be consistent in doing something every day. We asked people to post a one minute video. So that was the commitment, a one minute video every day for 21 straight days. Okay. Now, if you and I are to have that conversation, you would say, mm, yeah, that sounds pretty easy, right? I, I, I could do a one minute video every yeah. day for 21 straight days. Yeah. More than half the people don't do it. Wow. At some point they stop or it, it, they, they just question themselves. Why am I doing this? And so it, it takes uh, a little bit of coaching to get them through that 21 days. Yeah. And, and the other fascinating thing that we learned is if people skipped one day and then they started back the next day, the chances of finishing or completing was high, like over 85%. Right. If they went more than one day, if they went two days or more, the chances of completing were like less than 20%. Okay. So 
it, but it's, it's almost like um, a good gauge of any habit you try to create, whether it's going to the gym, yeah. being on a diet, um, quit smoking, whatever it might be. If, if you go more than one day, even writing, it, it's harder. It, it's because of our mental, you know, that monkey brain that's telling us, we, why are we doing this? You don't have to do this. And we kind of talk ourselves out of it. So yep. that was the, you know, the brilliance of this 21 day challenge, this live tribe. And I'll tell you, I made a lot of friends, uh, people that I, I interviewed on the show, people I remain in contact today and people are begging us to get it, bring it back. So we, we are getting ready to do that in October, actually. Awesome. We're going to bring back the live tribe. So cool. And yeah, that commitment thing is huge. I just got done with a 90 day journey, which is crazy. Wanted to get rid of that dad bod. So May 4th started doing 45 minutes of cardio every single day. May 15th came around and I didn't do it. And I was like, what the heck, man, did I just do? I failed already 10 days into it. And I said, okay, May 16th, I started again. And I went all the way through 90 days straight, 45 minutes of cardio, wow. down 30 pounds, feeling great. And uh, man, it, but it was tough. It grew me, you know, stretch me mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, you know, and, and yes. I think if you can get past that 21 days, that's kind of that marker where you can really set in that commitment, you know. Good for you. Uh, uh, that's, that's awesome. You did that. And, and I, you're a living testimonial of that one day break, right? Like you did the one day, you skipped the one day, but you got right back on the horse and, and finished the race. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I also love to ask a fun question here real quick. So I'm a music guy. What's the favorite type of music or favorite band for you? That's so funny you asked that question because my wife cracked up. I love all kinds of music. So okay. yesterday in the car, we listened to Les Mes, okay. you know, the, the musical. Yeah. I love, probably again, because my parents played a lot of that. Uh, I don't talk about it much, but I love everything. I love the doors. I love, you know, a lot of classic rock. A lot of my friends growing up love classic rock. Okay. Um, I love uh, the 70s music. I love 80s music. I love rap music. Yeah. So I love Neil Diamond. Okay. Um, I'm not embarrassed to say I love all music. Yeah. I love uh, guitar and piano and violin, just, you know, the instruments. Right. Um, so, but I, I, I tell you, they're, they're, I, I kind of go through spurts, you know, yeah. where I listen to certain music um, in, over a period of time. But um, I'm just, I would say, a music lover and there's nothing that um, I really don't like other than, I guess, heavy metal. I'm not really big on that, although there's a couple of songs that I like. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Last question for you. What's the best part about being a dad? It's everything. You know, so my daughter just turned 18. Okay. Uh, our son turned 14. And they're getting big, right? And they're growing up right in front of our eyes. Yeah. Uh, he's as big as me and probably bigger. I mean, he's definitely more body mass. Okay. Uh, our daughter's going into college this year. Best part of being a dad is just being present with them. Yeah. And again, it's taken me a while to, to even get there. So, you know, I wish I could go back and, and, you know, I, I feel like I did a lot, but um, as you get older, you learn more. And I just wish I, I spent more time, um, you know, with them presently i just felt like i was there but not all there yep. so I, I think the best part of being a dad today is just spending time with them living in the moment um letting them do their thing letting them make mistakes don't always have to be the one to point things out and um just letting you know watching them grow up and 
enjoying life and hopefully guiding them uh, by being an example versus, you know, being that, uh, you know, uh, person that always has to crack the whip. Yeah, man. Roger, this show was amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. Such an honor to have you on my show. You are a world changer, man. Thank you so much for taking the Thank time. Thank you, Eric. You're amazing. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep putting out all your great content. And thank you so much for having thank me on. Thank you so much for watching the show today. I so appreciate it. Please leave a comment down below. Leave us a review. Share this video. We want to get it in front of as many people as we can. I'm going to continue to bring on the best guests possible from world changers, entrepreneurs, success-minded people, and the best up-and-coming fighters, real fighters, real stories. We are creating visionaries here on this channel. Thank you so much for checking it out. Have an awesome day.